You're listening to Red Nation Online. Morning, Simon Rune. I'm Ian Clark. We're back from BMO Field, forgetting last weekend and basking in another route. This time, a 4-1 victory over the Portland Timbers. It was the Victor Justin Geo show as the triumvirate stood out on all goals and were key in a second half outburst that secured not just three points, but a spot atop the MLS table. We discussed the match looking at the goals created by Morrow, Vasquez, and Jovinko. Look ahead to Chicago, discuss the Greg Father, and other happenings around the team and league. It's all that and more on the next 55 minutes on Eastside Stand Up. BMO Field, 4-1 victory without Steve Perry, so I can say that without getting razzed. Uh, Alex and Simon on the podcast. Simon, a couple interesting points that I just thought of. You and I watched the first ever Toronto C C game together. Yeah, we did. We did. It was uh, up in your apartment when I lived below you, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. So that's going way back. Come a long way. We've come a long way. Come a long way. I was going to say, the two things like I like to sometimes... Because Alex, you came on early in the year, and uh, you know, like to find out, you know, where, what people think of since the last time they're on the podcast, and kind of like get their input on how things have changed. And then last time you were, you don't live in Toronto. No. But last time you were in Toronto was MLS Cup Final. Yeah, I was here for MLS Cup Final, and that was obviously terrible. But uh, and then before that, I was a season seat holder, I think, in 2011 before I left. I was saying this to uh, to you a bit before on the way up, and and that's that like. I've never had the pleasure to watch such a fun Toronto FC game and see such a just completely dominant team in my entire fandom of being here. I mean, I've seen them on TV, obviously, quite a bit, but that was pretty special for me just to be at BMO and to see a game where it's I was nice, like, it's amazing. It? It's very I've nice. never had that experience inside the stadium. It was it was really pleasant, I got to say. Yeah, and I, I, almost, I almost was like, how do I say this? This season, and I guess we went through in the playoffs. I, get, I mean, it's. I, I think in the pod we try to say like I try not to take it for granted, and I yeah. try to always remember how bad things were. But watching you, how it's like <laughs> yeah. I'm like, why is this guy so excited? I mean, this is every week here. Like we're undefeated this year, and I had to, I had to step back and be like, yeah, no shit. Not everyone it's has got crazy. to see like we've. And I was saying this is we've had two four goal games and a five goal game at home. Uh, it's New York this game and we beat Columbus 5-0 and the years before I mean we beat Orlando we creamed them and stuff like that but I mean it's, it's pretty special to see see a, a final score where you get at least four goals oh it's rare right yeah. so I mean I'm, I'm not taking any of that for granted that's why I drove in today from cottage country basically was like I had one opportunity to see a game this entire trip back so I took the made the best of it and it was 
And what did you, and it's just been like just the, the start off. I mean, like the last time you were there yeah, was okay. in December, yeah. and, and now we're here in the summer. I just, like just your your thoughts so of watching a, the whole game. There's kind of a funny thing. Is like the first one is like when I went back for that game for the for the MLS Cup final. A lot of people come came back for that. I <laughs> yeah, exactly. We came back for that game, and we had the bleachers behind the supporters section. So I didn't really get a chance to actually like kind of enjoy the actual experience of being there and all that stuff. It's a real stadium now. It's a real. It feels like a real stadium. I mean, obviously, it'd be nice if that one end was filled in and all that stuff but like I mean it doesn't you know by the 20th minute it was like we're at a real stadium I don't remember it being that way for a long time you know so it was well, it was really it was special just, it was just a set of like it was stands yeah it was just there exactly yeah it was so. just kind of a Lego you know what I mean and now it's it's something really incredible so I'm gushing a lot I know for this show <laughs> I know this is kind of a little too overly optimistic but it was like I mean I think the one point and I don't want to jump too far ahead is like those last like 25 minutes of just seeing the defensive line of Portland like consistently shredded. You know what I mean? Like I've never seen 25 minutes of dominance like that, especially to be in BMO Field and see that. I was just like, what is going on here? Yeah, you could you could see a point in the game where Portland looked like they just felt like they just they we took their heart. Yeah, it seemed like like Portland looked like they probably felt they were in the game and had a chance and. When they missed, they missed a couple of great chances that will yeah. probably highlight. Yeah. But they missed a couple of great chances, and then we capitalized, and then again and again. And it, I think I thought maybe it, when we was up two 0 Portland looked like they were ready. They packed it in. Yeah. Oh, definitely. I mean, it could have been like, I don't again not to jump too far, but Altador missed a sitter. Javinko should have had one. Like there was a few opportunities there that were like it could have been even worse than the four one score. Well, and coming into the match. You know what I, you know I, I don't actively watch Portland games, but one of the, the, the key point was they have, they have attackers who can score, and and they're weak defensively was what I got, and so mm -hmm. for the first part of the game, you know they looked pretty sturdy, but I, eventually over time I think those frailties, those defensive frailties came out, yeah. and get, you know there was one goal that you know it almost looked like an like a overlap drill because it was just like you know it kept on going around and and at a certain point you know you're you're on the road you know probably some time you know you know it's late in the game some tired legs like they just they just couldn't keep up right yeah at, you know anymore and they couldn't keep that intensity going yeah and that's i mean that's it's probably one of those games you know we've obviously experienced going on the west coast and the west coast team's experience coming over here where it's not fun the travel the full coast to coast yeah um for for an away game and then but i would say maybe the to kind of like roll into the game as we normally do uh to, to tee this up as we all know the last home game very similar to this was a great performance and then we had which some people may have described as a terrible performance we got away with a point but you know there's we've had a few of these games in the last couple of years where you go in against a team that by all accounts, especially on paper, you thought we would throttle them. And, uh, you know, we left DC with a point. Yeah. And really, I mean, technically, we didn't score a goal there. That's something to say against a terrible team. Mm -hmm. um, not a lot to really get excited about. What do you say about that game and then how we came out into this game? Is there any way to sort of like rectify those, I, those two Jekyll and Hyde performances? I think some people would probably assert that. Uh, you know, they play to the competition. I'm not sure I totally agree with that. I, like, this is, you know, I think what we have to remember is that this is the MLS, and there's some some pretty wild results that do happen. And 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 you know, running the table, 
you know, just it, it just you know, even though you're playing a last place team, they are they are able to get results off of some of the other teams, right? And some of the you know, and that that happens, right? And if it wasn't us, it might be you know another you know might have been you know New York City or what have you. And so I'm not sure I would look too much into it. Like we're kind of in the middle of this season and so you know in the next month or so this is where you're gonna get that kind of forward push forward towards the playoffs right and so i'm not you know i I was pretty upset after the colorado game that was probably the game i was most upset about dc was like wow you're away and yes you're playing the last place team but and yes you drop points but you know i'm turning a page right now and looking to the next game and i think this game like the new york the the city game it seemed like it was it was kind of it was it was tighter, and then TFC made that breakthrough, uh, and then that's what kind of opened it up. And I actually kind of when they scored that goal, I, I leaned over to the guy next to me and said, "This is going to open up." Yeah, and it, yeah, did, it did immediately, Big immediately, time. right? And I think exactly what you said. I mean, this is MLS. Like you mentioned, the DC getting points against us. Like I remember in the battle days, for some reason we were like weirdly good against a few good teams. Do you remember that Jeff Cunningham game against uh, LA Galaxy where we went down there and he popped like two or three in and it was just like, where did that come from? So it wasn't a total surprise. I think the one lucky thing we had going for us this year, this week is, I don't know Portland well enough, but Fernando Adi wasn't playing. Yeah. And I mean, he's a big time player. My one fear with Darren Maddox lining up there was, and I thought they were, they looked like they were doing it a lot at the start was that bit of that like, Jamaica Canada strategy of just like, all right, they got slow defenders. Darren Maddox is super fast. Let's just see if we can kill them on the counter. Well, sort and, of thing. and Darren Maddox has, you know, inflicted a lot of pain. Yes, on his team <laughs> recently. And well, and and more more, I think when he was in a Vancouver uh, shirt. But he he definitely, and I think he, I feel like he enjoyed it. So when uh, if we want to talk about just kind of like the the first I guess substitution, it was what uh, Hagland. Yeah, it would have been Hagland. Um, Hagland coming in, and so I, I felt like there was there was a decision to be made there. Oh right. And the decision was, uh, you know, either bring Hernandez in, so it's like for like, or do you drop Morrow back and right. bring Edwards in? Because Edwards is, you know, we figured he'd probably see him this game, you know, at some point, and and so he. Um, my concern with bringing Hernandez in is that he's that very sweet. issue. He's slow. Yeah, he's slow, and and so you have, uh, you know, you have some very uh, quick attackers that I, you know, I thought maybe we might be a little susceptible there, but it seemed to kind of we kind of rode that out to you know into the second half. Yeah, I was going to answer that, but then I think let's just let's just start with the, the lineup, and like right. let's talk about the play by plays of this game and, and highs and lows and all that kind of stuff. You know, in terms of the roster, I think the only thing, the only players of note, well, obviously Drew Moore. Of course, Hasler getting in again. Yeah. Uh, you know, maybe just a general topic of his game. I don't know if we've seen anything. Like, he made a nice run. He yeah. made a nice run in the first half. He but split it, two defenders. But there's one thing that we, we said before that we were walking to the game because we were like, did you watch Hasler against DC? And we were like, yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> kind of left at that. And I made the point to say, now, hold on. Because let's not forget what we all said about Mavinga after right. his first game. We should learn from from that, mm-hmm. um, and at least give Hazard a little bit of benefit of the doubt. Because it did. You were like big on Mavinga almost right out of the gate, right? Like, well, I I actually played with on our my rec team this this French guy who like he's now over in France, and he when he when he, we signed Mavinga, he's like, are, 
this is this for real and he you know back he i guess he rated him and he has um a bit of a pedigree and so i will i you know i i'm more patient with players i don't like to write them off right away um but yeah i i you know it's not that i rated mavinga right away i wanted to see what he had and i you know i, I don't think anyone is going to sit here and say that he had a great first game he didn't against atlanta you know he was kind of just swimming and just turned every which way but um mavinga will make the way the way i refer to mavinga is he will make the tackle that's necessary to be made sure yeah right so there's not a lot of players that are able to do that he will make that tackle and he will make and he'll make it without making a foul as well well and that's so important because something i noticed as a guy actually at the stadium this time i've kept bringing up to you is like for a, for a center back he plays so far up the field you know what I mean? So if he doesn't have that ability to get back and make that last minute, last second tackle, mm. I mean, he'd be an awful player. Well, yeah. And and in this formation too, with the three at the back, like those guys are kind of exposed a little bit too. Yeah. So yeah. you need you need defenders that can make you know that can defend one on one, right? That's kind of a key part of this because like let's be honest, like all these other guys are basically focused on going forward and maybe pressuring the ball a bit. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, and really, the, so the only really players outside of the I guess what we call our best starting eleven, because uh, you know, moving in the midfield, we all, it's always been Bradley Delgado, Vasquez, yeah. Altidore, Jovinko, is of course Hagland starting in center back. Uh, you kind of like raise an eyebrow at that when that was the more thing, but you know what? I would say well, the one thing we've seen this year is that obviously Bradley's played deeper, and as long as he's sort of there yeah. for those guys to make that short pass. You know, I'm not worried about Hagelin. And Hagelin, I find, is he's strong in the air. Oh, definitely. Especially um, in open field. Yeah. So I I wasn't, I don't think I was too concerned about that. And that's a nice feeling to have, really. Well, it's, they, yeah, they, they miss, and Bradley is, is important in this formation. We saw when he was away at the Gold Cup because, you know, he drops in between, you know, the three when needed. So it becomes, you know, a four at times. He can kind of push forward. He breaks up play. He really reads the play really yeah. well as, as well. So he he's really the he's the point that basically links from back to front, really. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I, I, Hasler, you know, I felt like they were a little hesitant, like he was trying to make runs. And they were a little, like, you could see that they kind of, like, looked at him and he'd continue making the run, and then they'd kind of go back inside. And so I think maybe, maybe in time that, that might change, but there's definitely some hesitancy there. That's what I saw. Yeah, he's got, he's got a little endo going on right now. We're like, yeah. we would like to give you the ball wide, but yeah, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you know, it's, the, the play will end. Yeah. Uh, we like to keep it going. You, you brought up a good point when we were watching this, which is, like, I was like, man, he's he's no Moro, and you're like, yeah, but neither's Beta Shore. You know what I mean? And and maybe on that maybe on that side, you you don't need two absolute killers. We'd love to have them. So I, my I, I've I've talked about this with a few buddies with Moro and Beta Shore is. Betashore is better at distribution crossing yeah. and Moro strikes a better ball. And yeah, so that's true. what what I what I noticed mostly in this game is a lot of the attacks were coming down yeah. Moro's side. Whereas I think when Betashore is back, because I think he's gonna be back in training later this week or sometime that's sometime good. this week, that I, I think you'll probably see more attacks going through him mm. because he he that we taught like the final ball leading because it there wasn't they had a lot of possession in the first half, but the final ball was lacking. Yeah. And that's where a player like Betashore who can defend, but he also has that ability to play that final ball, you know, for Seba or mm -hmm. Gio or whoever. Um, you know, he, he, his delivery is good, whereas Moro, and what we saw tonight, Moro was 
you know, he strikes, he, he can score when he, when he gets in right the right position. Yeah. Comes out of nowhere, too. Yeah. If we, if we like, kind of go through a bit of play-by-play, the first thing that I picked up on that it took me a second to realize was, like, wait a second, we're setting up, like, the second half and the first half. Like, there hasn't been too many games this year where we've started attacking the south end. Usually, the first half, we're attacking in the north. And I don't know if that was, if you noticed, the wind was blowing strong south. Yeah. And the sun was coming sun. down. So I didn't know if that was both things. I don't know who, who decided that. I thought that was interesting because that's for the most home games I feel like this season, we've attacked the south end in the second half. Uh, but we didn't do that today. And right off the hop, you know, Giovinco gets his perfect uh, yeah. free kick that had the wind at his back. Uh, Gleason, I think, was the keeper for the, who played for a bit. Yeah. Um, had to make a nice diving save. And you're kind of like, ooh, that would have been a nice, you know, literally – like the, the start of the game we might have had a goal and that was also early on we saw it. like Toronto looked pretty good off the hop but then it definitely we were kind of surprised that Portland looked alright in that first half and usually mm-hmm. Toronto's quite dominant in the first half and puts their opponent to bed but I thought we, we saw like uh, Portland having a good spell of possession maybe around the you know, the 15th, yeah. the 10 to 20-ish minute range. It almost seemed for a little bit like they were trying to press them. Like, and that was a, that was surprising to me, especially considering uh, how dominant Toronto FC is at home. That seems like kind of a risky play. Um, so I, I totally agree with you there. I mean, it was, it was kind of, there was, there was definitely ebbs and flows that first half. Yeah. But I, I don't know, like, I, I, I was, I was in the south end for the first half. I felt like TFC had the... Like, they definitely had the majority of the possession, though. Yeah, definitely. They didn't have that cutting final ball or, you know, they they just couldn't kind of get over over that hurdle. But um, I thought they had um, I thought they had more possession. They were the better team. Yeah. Like, yeah. hands down, without a doubt. They had more chances and everything. I think my only observation is we've seen Toronto have dominant first halves where they've scored two goals. Right. Right, and, like, the game's put to bed. That obviously didn't happen. And Portland did have a little bit of spell for themselves. Uh, getting in there, and you know, in the in the early going, of course, we mentioned already. Hagland was the, was an early substitution, only 15 minutes, and I think that was, and that was unfor- I thought that was unfortunate. That we're hearing reports that I guess will be out obviously when the podcast comes out. What the what the yeah. scope of that injury is, that it might not have bad as it looked, but it you know he obviously is coming off. I think it was an MCL. Yeah, and anything is bad at that point. And he did it. It was a twisting, turning, sliding tackle. It was a nice tackle. But it was it was the exact kind of movements that will there fuck was a up groan. your knee. Like I heard a groan from like <laughs> an area of the stadium. I wasn't really, I wasn't quite sure where that came from. Yeah. But. Well, I think I think everyone's like, maybe it was like all the old forty-ish guys who play rec soccer in there who've had their knee blown out. <laughs> all could, all, myself <laughs> included, <laughs> yeah. myself included, being like, oh, I know exactly. It was like <laughs> twist, turn left, right, and there it goes. But uh, you know, the encouraging thing was that he walked off it. That was that's something yeah. to note, and when he got that injury initially, I mean, like it was a player that just bowled into the side of his leg, so it was blatantly, you know, it didn't look like his, it just looked like it was twisting shirt, so it might have been just hopefully just, uh, you know, nagging something or other, mm-hmm. and not a full blown tear or or some kind of something Man. else like that. So, um, but I mean, it's not too much, you know. If I if I go with by minute by minute, I mean, the first half we know what that was. Yeah, um, I think the one thing weird one worth pointing out was. What was the deal with those like last five minutes where it didn't seem like either team really wanted to play anymore? Did you, Did you guys that? notice that? There was that there was that <laughs> long ball that went up and nobody went for it and it just dropped in. Like the the Portland player just stood there and didn't challenge for it and they kind of looked at each other 
and yeah. they kind of were like, the game, they're going <laughs> to blow the whistle, and he didn't blow the whistle. Yeah. So, so there was like, like some expectation. Yeah. And that was when in Zavaleta still had one run, and the guy ta- went to go tackle him, and he's like, oh shit, did he just get injured? Yes, yes. All after all that bullshit. I guess yeah. I guess both teams just wanted to make they it just to wanted, time. I without, think so. You know. Well, it was. I mean, it was the sun was strong. Maybe they were a little bit hot, and they were just like, let's just ride this out and get refreshed. I think that was it. And come out in the second half. And as we know, second half, let's just talk about this. Second half starts off, and Portland should have been up 1-0. Like, within 10 minutes. Yeah. Who is that? Did you get number 20? Who's number 20? Did we we see who that was on? um, Guzman. Guzman. We thought he was a little on the heavy side. Yeah, he was a big kid, right? I mean, for a, for a guy playing center midfield, I think like that was he looked like a big dude. Yeah. He was carrying a lot of weight. Yeah, um, that I mean, and it was a terrible shot. I, like, mean, I, I mean, don't know what else to say about that other than okay, and that was he was the observation we had too in the of this game against Portland was that my thought was, especially where the first half went for us, I said, this is a game where we've got these sort of opportunities and we didn't bury them, and I'm worried that Portland's really just going to get their one clear chance. Mm-hmm. They'll, yeah, like they'll we finish had, we it. We had half chances. Yeah, and, yeah. And then they get this one chance, and and they're going to. And it was by a mistake. It was like it was almost like a mistimed header that we didn't realize was going to. Yeah. And he got sprung loose. Well, I spoke too soon, clearly, because they did get their clear their <laughs> clear cut chance, and he like all he had to do was slot it low. Yeah. Like, didn't even have to hit it hard, right? And he tried to rip it and went over the net. And, I, you know, your heart's in your throat. And uh, and it, we dodged a bullet. But, but Portland, I, you know, I don't know. I don't know if there was, if TFC decided we're going to let them have the ball. Because they came out and they had all the possession to start the second yeah. half. All of it. And so TFC just sat back, sat back. And I don't know if that was, that was kind of more of a tactical thing that... They will, you know, we'll just we'll just let them have it and let them play, and and um, they did generate that one. You know, I, that was a you know an incredible chance that, uh, unfortunately for them, they didn't finish. Yeah, and then I guess after that is when everything everything changes, and I think that's like another thing where, as much as you know, you get worried about this team, even when we what obviously we're going to get to it. Um, Toronto just seems like they're a team that's like you know. When they put the pedal to the metal, they really do it. Yeah. And and then it's like I almost like I have, I'm looking at my notes here, and it's like from 56 minute on, it kind of becomes the Jovinko Vasquez Josie Moro show. Moro, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like everyone else gets in it, but those four guys, and especially I guess you should maybe say more Jovinko Vasquez Moro. Definitely Jovinko Vasquez Jovinko, for pulling the strings. I think was on, was he, he wasn't part of the last one, but the first three, was he not at least the... No, he was part of the last one, because he? Jovinko, I think, put the three <laughs> ball to Ricketts. So, yeah, so the, obviously the first one is Jovinko gets the ball. Oh, that and this was the perfect example, because Jovinko gets the ball around the top of the 18. Hasler's doing the overlap, and he goes, nope. Yeah. <laughs> nope. And, and then he floats this ball over to Vasquez that kind of just doesn't quite get there, and Morrow comes back post. And if this, I mean, I guess if there's anything we've touched on it that you could say about Morrow is, man, he's owned that backdoor yeah. strike. Yeah. Like if he gets that ball, he can, he in can there. like he he can he can hit a ball. Oh right? yeah. You know, I I I've stood in the front of you know 114 and watched him just rifle a ball top corner. You know, and so he does. He has those abilities to score. And I, one thing I'll give him huge props for because if I compare him to some of the other guys on the team that can learn something from him. 
Marky Delgado, for example, who had a great chance, but had to take a touch. Was that before the uh, Timbers chance? I'm trying to remember. The two-touch Delgado one? I think that was, yeah. Was that first half? It was first half. Yeah, okay. So, obviously, Morrow's had a few chances that he hasn't buried. But for the most part, I feel pretty confident when Morrow's coming in on that back door, he's just going to, he'll have a go. And that's all you can ask. Yeah. Because a lot of these other guys... So, not a lot of this. Some of these other guys on our team, like the younger guys that are still trying to get build up that confidence, they really need to take that touch and settle the ball down and get the perfect strike. And it's just like, oh, I'd rather see you just give her. I think the great thing about Moro, too, you see so often, it is like he, he comes out of nowhere to score those goals. You know what I mean? Like he's not the guy that's going to like shake off two defenders that are on top of yeah, him and then turn t- around. He times and, his but runs. he's just his runs are just like bang mm. on out of nowhere. There's no defender anywhere near him and he just slots it. And it's you amazing. still and you still like when you talk about Moore, you're like he's a defender. Like defender first. He's not an attacking for like yeah. you don't still I still don't think of that as like as him as a wing back right. per se, right? You yeah. still think it's like his big his best strength is his defending. Yet here he's because he can't he's not a very yeah. crosser of the ball. But he's scoring goals, so you're kind of like, well, I'll take it. Yeah, exactly. I'll take that. Yeah. And I mean, the the next run of play, well, there was moments because, of course, uh, Valeri had a great chance, right, where he almost headed the ball back the opposite direction. Right. And and we were like, oh, yeah, he should have had that one in. But you know, Jovinko got there was that toe poke that yep. Vasquez almost had. <laughs> the toe poke. <laughs> that, that 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 had that was some good chatter in the stands after that. You know, some good rec league. Yeah. Oh poke, yeah. You know. Josie goes one v one. Not long after that. Oh at, right. At the the sixty eight, and that was yeah. when, you know we were all on our. So I mean, it's only one nil at this point, and you're kind of like you're saying you were talking about substitutions, and I was sort yeah. of like getting at no no we need more goals. Right. And I part of it was because I said. We, we like, Colorado wasn't that long ago, and obviously DC. I mean, I still wasn't. I was the Colorado game was the one that I was like, "Hey, look, we had a goal, and they leveled it. And we couldn't mm-hmm. figure it out. We need two. Yeah. So I was like, "We got to get Ricketts out here. Like, we got to get we got to get some attacking players out here that can like keep this pressure going." Yeah, I, I think the the one thing that was uh, like pretty clear was that they were lacking in the wide areas that you know. Um, just like a presence out there and so I think you know that I think you know in Edwards or whatever but I guess what what happens is is I guess Vasquez ends up scoring yeah we're now up yeah. two, and you know the nest the, the necessity for changes to really change the look of the side goes out the window I wonder if that's the scouting report to that point is just like listen Toronto is obviously a dangerous team but Try and hold off those them coming through the middle because coming through the you that's one hundred percent that is one hundred percent what people are trying to do. If you like the first half, they just clog the middle. They just clog the middle. Clog the middle, and and because they you know they don't have a, a wider presence and someone who can you know cross the ball yeah. and 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 that, like and you still see middle, yeah. when Joe Vingo gets the ball, anytime he has a guy one v one isolated, immediately the second guy comes in. Mm-hmm. Right, they will always yeah. they will always pull a guy away to double team him. Especially when he gets around the edge of like the, the yeah. top corner of an 18-yard box, and that's now here's the, the second goal. I don't know if we were like, wait a second, was it, did Vasquez pass the ball to Jovinko or was it Delgado? Because you know he puts the ball out a little bit wide, and this is again, it says, you know, Jovinko's okay. Yeah, he he looks, and the thing was that Jovinko gets the ball one v one with the with the defender, knowing where Vasquez was going to end up. Yeah, and Vasquez making the run that needed to be made. Like it was just, it was. It was it, I don't know how much people because people are going to talk about that third goal, 
this goal I thought was pretty pretty sweet because Jovinko just the timing of it was perfect. Yeah, there was jo a, and they held up a run too as well. He just yeah. did it long enough, and Vasquez went that Jovinko put the ball low cross in exactly where it had to go where Vasquez was gonna be. He put it right. It was just. It was just great to see, especially those two guys who are just so technically strong, mm -hmm. complimenting each other, and Vasquez getting a nice goal. And it was a nice touch by Vasquez. Like, it was, like, right beside the If goal. Vasquez had started that play, it would have been, but <laughs> it, I think, say I it think, I think Delgado okay. was the pass before. That's right. what's listed on, the, uh, on MLS. You know what's weird about Delgado that game is, like, I didn't think he had a great game, but he seemed to just pop up a bunch. Do you know what I mean? Especially clearly on a goal and an assist. Yeah. But like there was times where it was just like, he just seemed to be running around for me a lot. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he doesn't obviously provide the same sort of ideas that Vazquez and you know, all the big stars do going forward sort of thing. And there was just seemed like a lot of times he just like pop it over to the winger and look at him to see if he's going to do anything. Then he'd pop it back to Delgado yeah. and then eventually Javinko would scream at them yeah. and they'd move the ball somewhere else yeah. sort of thing. Like even people in, in our area were like, you got to keep running. Like <laughs> you pass the ball off and you're watching it. Yeah. Like it is that some of those ha like habits still aren't ingrained. Yeah. Um, but obviously I, he had a good game. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then it was only moments later that the third, and then this was the, I have a feeling we might see this, this goal replayed frequently. Uh, at least I hyped up on MLS soccer where again, it was like, Oh, there goes. There's, ha there's is Hassler open on the right. Nah, just keep us in the middle. Yeah. And uh, they went the opposite way. What do we have here? I have Vasquez to Jovinko to Josie tomorrow. Yeah, and it was I Josie think it was tried deflected to, by a defender at the end. I right? think Josie tried. It was like uh, like two flicks, and Josie tried to make a flick, but it hit the defender that landed perfectly tomorrow. Who swooped in? Mm -hmm. But yeah. it was like it was. Oh, because I think Vasquez was going back to the wing and then put it back behind him. Did he do like a backflick or something? Too? Yeah, it was, it was an insane goal. I mean, yeah, it was. I, I think it, it was, it was some really good buildup. But I think that's, that that that's a goal where you see a team enjoying their football. Totally right. That's not. That's that. That's you know, guys are working off each other and and you know, overlapping and you know, it it was we you know, I I was in in your section and and I had you know, we had a almost front row seat for that and it was. It was it was it was incredible. Yeah, just the confidence and just to see the technicality of like all those players in such a small space, basically just small passing each other all sorts of different ways. Like it was amazing. Yeah, yeah and that's where that's where Portland. You know, you could see they're they're just a step slow, <laughs> yeah. right? Like they would, you know, you're they're watching they're, it happen. They're, yeah, yeah, and and, exactly. you, and those legs just you know yeah. didn't seem to be it didn't seem to be there anymore. A moment of a moment of sympathy for them because I feel like we've seen that. Happen oh man, <laughs> I'm like thinking about it. Where I'm like, yeah. I can think of podcasts where we're like, and we just watched them do it. We, <laughs> yeah. The defense just watched the ball go like there to there, and then they scored. And it's like, yeah, that's that's what happens. Obviously, the last play subs too. Before that, the uh, Azario and Ricketts yes. come on. Canadian content. Got to get the CanCon up. And at that moment, I said, "Man, I really want Ricketts to score a goal. That would be the icing on the cake." Anytime, well, any Canadian, yeah, any Canadian scores for me. I was like, "Wait a second, da, 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 da. yeah, any Canadian scores for me." That's a big thing, and I'm like, I feel like Ricketts is due to knock another one in, and he almost had it. Uh, a ball, a beautiful, yeah. beautiful ball from Jovinko. Yeah. Um, slots it right through the middle, perfectly timed. Um, Ricketts, I think if that ball had another like foot or two weight on it, he would have got by that defender and he would have been, he would have had maybe a shot on goal. But the way it worked out was perfect because the ball stopped up and Delgado swoops in. Yeah. And gets his goal. So, I mean, okay. 
That's pretty good. And Delgado kind of finishes, and you're like, yeah, maybe he did have an okay yeah, game. Yeah, exactly. That was what I mean. Was I was like, I don't really know. And then he scores a goal, and you look and see he has an assist too. And you're like, oh, he did pop up a lot. It's funny. I mean, I love Ricketts. He's not the strongest player in the history of MLS, but he's you know one super 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 fast. So it's like it's fun to watch. Yeah, it's amazing to watch. And I think the craziest thing by that point was like we had already been through like 25 minutes of just seeing that defense. They were just playing like through balls nonstop. It was insane. Yeah, when it's like I guess that's the thing is that when you get to that two 0 you can start trying things. Like yeah. you can like you can have give yourself those opportunities. And of course, I, I think that's what you saw when we were, when we got to two 0 that um, it just looked like Portland kind of packed it in a bit. Yeah, like they weren't they weren't fighting as hard, and the, and the game did open up in that manner. And I guess in the last point to end this game out, um, Alex, they we didn't get the clean sheet. So I, I would my, I think I, I would normally that's that's one of my priorities is to get the clean sheet and and even I can remember a few games ago where you know they're up I think two nothing like do you want them to score another goal or do you want and, I, and my thinking is always I want to keep the clean sheet but I think I've got to the point where I'm confident enough in them that you know like the occasional goal like I, I they're they can keep clean sheets they've shown that and I think they've shown that not only over you know, like th- definitely this year, but towards the you know end of last year, they started being a lot more sturdy defensively. And so, you know what? We gave up a goal at the end. I don't give a shit, frankly. Like yeah. I know that you know next next week, weeks after that, I, I think th- this team can defend and can keep clean sheets when it counts. And this is just you know what they were up anyway, and I, I you know I don't think defensively they were that sharp on that because. Valeria just kind of yeah. ran through. He just walked through. He just walked through. And, Osorio was, and Osorio was just kind of like, <laughs> yeah. you know, like you know. He later. looked like he was trying to time the ball to poke it, mm-hmm. but Valeri was dribble like he was managing that ball too well yeah. for him to. So it's either he would have tripped him from behind in a really, it was a lose lose. And credit to Valeri. I mean, there's not a lot of players that can do that in MLS. He's one of the few. He's a quality player. Yeah. yeah. And so, on that result. I don't know if this is the right segue, but I'll do it anyways. How good is it for a 4-1 win at home heading into next weekend? Alex, who will be in Chicago. I will be in Chicago. I I just wanted to add to um, following into next week, Columbus also won tonight. Oh, they beat Chicago. Chicago. In Columbus or in Chicago? In in Columbus. Okay. So we are now uh, six points up. We're now six points up on Chicago going into next week away against Chicago, and they have one game to play on us. So we we have a we nice have a game little, in we have a game in hand. They have a game. We, we, we're up a game. game. We're up a game. So they have a game in hand, and we're up six points on them right now going into playing them next week. Which ooh, so what, I, what do you call that? Is that a six point game? That's a six point game. Yeah, yeah. With, with like, yeah. I can't I do all the math, including what we just went over. But I mean, you know, that's yeah. When you're playing, I, yeah, I guess it would be a six point game. Like I, I think. Next week, for like I, I've been eyeing that game all year to go to, and it, it turns out that Chicago, Chicago's, you know, is, is a good. It seems like it's a good, good team this year. Now, I've I'd have to look at their at their kind of record the last month. I, I feel like their it's, form it's, has dipped. Yeah, yeah, it's a bit shoddy, right? Yeah, and but I think next week's gonna be a cracker, like an absolute cracker of a game that I I, I didn't want to miss myself. So. Um, we have a nice, we're in a nice position right now going, uh, going into next week and pushing forward to, um, a hopeful supporter's shield. 
That's where because are I we, want, guys? I want, I want, like, I after the way that last year ended, I want utter domination. domination. Yeah. I want utter <laughs> domination. Like, I want, I want, you know, and some people are like, well, you know, like, supporter shield teams don't necessarily win the MLS Cup. That's me. I, that was me. I, I, <laughs> some people, you're sitting I want, next to them. I want <laughs> utter domination, okay? I want utter domination. I want to win every trophy. And at the end of the year, I want to just smile to the rest of the MLS so you know, after you know, last year. So at, at that point, and to myself, I say this, is that... As much as I'm like, I want the cup first, I'm like, why, I, for some, like I usually set, like say to myself, you gotta like, especially with Toronto see, I'm like, they always set the bar so low, like in previous previous years and previous front offices and stuff, and that would make me so mad. Well, this and then, is- then to myself, I'm like, well, why, why am I set, like, why am I not with this team saying, this team is good enough, why can't we do it all? Yeah, like why? Why shouldn't we should be we setting the, the goal? We should be setting yeah. the goal to say, yeah, we're gonna win the Supporters Shield and the MLS Cup. Yeah. Why not? Like we're good enough to do that. Absolutely, and we're, the Canadian Championship, and the Canadian and, and the Flower won. Cup, yeah, and the, the Trillium, the, yeah, the Flower Cup, yeah. That counts. The, it's it's. But honestly, I mean, this team is really deep too, and and I think that's what allowed us to get through some of those crazy sets and stuff like that. And that's what allows a team to, you know, do something like the Supporter Shield, and then knock on wood, have a chance at the MLS Cup as well. Who's who else? Who else scares you guys? Just out of curiosity, like who else scares you as far as like having a real shot to knock us out of MLS Cup? I, I, I maybe I'm too confident, but I, I, I'm. If this team is healthy, I no, no, none of these teams scare me. I, I was in New, I was in New York for the City game away in the playoffs, and I was also in New York in 2009 when we got shelled. Yeah, and talk about a difference. They like oh, absolutely came out and shelled them, and there was there was no doubt. And and for me that healed over a, uh, a scar because like I had 2009 was like that that hurt right? yeah because we were that we we still had made the playoffs that was the game we, we had to be one of the worst teams in MLS history when we lost yeah um, but actually just dovetailing on what you said about I think this this season probably the second season that there were legit expectations mm-hmm. I think Given last year, the other season that had expectations that really yeah. ended terrible yeah. was 2012. Oh, no, 2012. 2012. Okay. Because, 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 no, no, no. no, 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 no that no, was no, the one no. we were in the Champions League. We were in the Champions League. So we're like, oh, oh, we're right, good. right, right, right. Yeah, right. And so we finished the previous year well, and we're in the Champions League. And we then, started beating LA. I mean, we started the season beating LA, oh, and then gosh, we proceeded to lose what, year. like ten or eleven games in a row. Ten. <laughs> yeah. It, no, it was not. It was not, nine. Was the record, so we got that. Yeah. And then I think, oh, who did we beat? This is a good trivia. Who did we beat? Was it DC? I don't know. I can't remember. Philadelphia. The it was worst. Philadelphia. I think we beat Philadelphia. I yeah. think it was Philadelphia was the was finally the win. Because that year ended in Columbus, and I was at that last game too. And there, and we went from that was the point where I feel it was the lowest point. Do you remember those? now? We had, we are we're at a high point. Oh, very much so. There, there we went from from Columbus having twenty five hundred people to six. Yeah. We had six, and four of them were in my car on that trip. So. <laughs> We we've come a long way, and I, and 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 I actually think that the team itself, and I you know I'm looking for your guys' opinion on this, but the team itself, I, I I actually think that they reached an MLS Cup final earlier than anyone expected. I don't think at the beginning or middle of last year you would have thought. Like I think it was like it, oh you know you went year. around, you know you went around, you mm-hmm. know like that that was more of the expectation. Like we the previous year they they got you know 
they got you know destroyed by Montreal. So it was like let's just win a round. But yeah. then they then they went on this run to finish the season, and they just kept on picking up momentum and yeah. playing like incredibly. And so I actually think that they made an MLS Cup earlier than any of us would have expected. Yep. Now now we're like this was we're there. Well, we're yeah. expected to be. We're we're you know we're expected to be like in that game now. That's the craziest thing too is if you look at not only did they win an MLS Cup now, but the expectations in like a year and a half flip from being like maybe one day we'll make the playoffs to like oh, if we don't win the trip like we're talking about winning you know three <laughs> cups this year and being like yeah that's not out of the realm of possibility like i listened to this podcast a year and a half two years ago yeah you guys were not talking about these yeah. sort of things you know what yeah. i mean but there's you know there's two sides of that coin where it's just like yeah okay take it easy but then at the same time it's like fuck it man we never what oh i know if it's in front of us we yeah. should yeah especially and almost saying because of where we've come from yeah like we if like recognize it and like let's I want the belt let's man. I want yeah, I want, exactly. I, want I want like I want the belt oh yeah, so many like... years of just being miserable so it's like yeah I'm gonna be happy and like why do, dare to dream right like it's just like why not so but it's like on paper now it's not yeah. even like a crazy like well if this goes right this goes right like I was talking to you earlier about teams that scare me but it's still like in the general scenario of looking at every other team we're the, we are the best team in MLS right now knock on wood I think you know yeah. what I mean like, I, yeah I think you can say that yeah, yeah. like I mean, we're clearly and, we'll, the and next weekend will be a great test. Chicago didn't bring much last time when they came to, to Toronto. Beaver. Sorry, no, Chicago. They, yeah, yeah. No, they didn't. So it's gonna be. I want. It's in, you, you kind of have to do the home and away to yeah. kind of I think come away with a picture because it could. This could be a team you play in the playoffs. Definitely. So it, that's it's interesting. So maybe just to say quick that maybe I would be depending on how the Chicago games go. That's the team to flag for the playoffs. Yeah. And you uh, yeah, mentioned if it. you're gonna flag a team, I think it would be that. And if you know and I, mean? I you know you it was the start of the year, but you do have to make note that Atlanta came in and, and did, yeah. got a draw at BMO Field. That's a concern, and I would be then looking to how we play when we play Atlanta in the last they're game. They're a season. scary team to me, very much so. Just because also, like, Joseph Martinez has been out, like, half the year, and they're still winning. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the other thing that just creeps me out a little bit is the fact that Seattle just decided to start trying, and now they're, I think, top of the West suddenly, which is a little like, oh, God, not again. Yeah. Another thing, if we, if we switch over to sights and sounds, Alex, bring your expertise in here. Hey, talk about TIFO, guys. Well, now, was that in any... I think is I there think, anything to be like, hey, Portland's in town. We got to do a TIFO that hangs. Like that's from coming from the rafters, or was that just a coincidence? Well, they, they have access to that now, and I think that it's definitely encouraged by the front office to use it because they spent you know a considerable amount of money on it. Um, I had saw kind of a preview picture of it because I you know I'm not I didn't help make it or anything, but I, I have a lot of friends that were involved. Now, who anyone who didn't see who maybe wasn't on telecast, this hey, this is a shout out to uh, this is a shout out to Marcus. Emails in the pod. It was a it was a big banner of the Greg father. <laughs> so I, I'll, I'll describe it a bit. So the concept was obviously the the Godfather with the hand and you know Greg Vanny, but also they had someone in the stand playing trumpet, playing the Godfather uh, too. Nice. And so I I'm not I actually I took a video of it. I'm I'm gonna have a look a bit later to see if you could actually hear it because I was over on the east stand, but kind of maybe in front of 110 and so that was the concept um that they that they were working on and they've been i think they've had a few concepts that they've been working on throughout the season but um but yeah that would that was one thing to notice and 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 one thing i wanted to kind of ask you know the panel where does greg so you know we've now greg vanny now has a banner just like john carver had a banner <laughs> where where does greg vanny sit in the pantheon of tfc managers i have my opinion that i think is maybe you know, like I think people would argue, but it's okay. 
Okay, who are we comparing him to? Okay. I mean, that's the thing. Well, but but like, like but there's the other manager. No, I know. <laughs> that's like, what I mean. Like, though. I was like, I mean, okay. Here's one thing I will say. Let's this is okay. I I like Greg Vanny. Obviously, I when he speaks, I like the things he says. Now, if we're talking about from a like a coach manager position, this is the one thing I'll say that I put a slight asterisk next to his name because of what he was gifted in terms of. He comes in when Lila Wiki's here. The, the wallet is wide open. And I, I ask myself, how many other coaches, if they were given that same situation, would possibly be in the exact... Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's yeah. kind of what I'm getting at. So, I mean... I think he's grown as a manager, though. I big time. Yes, right? okay. I don't like, disagree with that. I, I, I didn't... I wasn't a fan of how he kind of came to being manager at all. Like, I, I really did not like that. But, and and I think there was a lot of question marks, you know, how, and given how he came in, yeah. I, I think he's, I think he's answered every question. Sure. I think once he figured out that three, five, two, like a, that's kind of become our like home base now. It's, it's night and like, our, it's insane. You know, it's, that's why it's hard. When I said that question, I just meant like, it's hard to compare him to any other manager because our managers have had dire performances up until Vanny. And you're right. There are asterisks associated with him for sure but at the same time i mean results are results mm -hmm. so it's hard for me to take that away from him yeah Tr uh, trying to make this sound like i'm like bennett like he's benefited from the situation has allowed him to grow you know what i mean like no, I'm trying yeah, to totally so it's like if he if again but, if but he, what would have happened if he didn't lead them to an mls cup final they would have right? kept it. I'm saying, yeah, I, like, I, I mean, like, I go like, back and say, let's yeah. say if he, if Liwicky wasn't our, our president when Vanny came in and we just had a regular bunch of schmoes, not the, the group of guys, like, Jovinko wasn't on the team, et cetera, et cetera, we would still maybe just be an average team and then we would be like, well, Vanny's got to go and maybe we'd have a different head coach now. But the things played the way they did and I just feel like the timing, the timing was right for him to come right. in and everything lined up right. I'm not complaining. I don't disagree. I'm just kind of saying that, like, this is. Yeah, okay. I, he, he, has, he has an incredible amount of talent in front of him. I agree. I just, I think that there used to be, you know, even early last year, there was like the TFC goal. And the TFC goal was to kick it up to uh, Altador or Geo. They would beat their man and score. Yeah. there was It wasn't really like well work goals. It was basically, I'm better than you. And it's now I'm getting you into a one-on-one -on -one situation, you know, and they would beat them, you know, in a lot of cases. They're, the goals that they score now are, are like this. These are well worked goals. Yeah, yeah. You know, they like the play, the build up play. Like the this team is good to watch, and I think that's also what he brings to the table too. Is he wants them to be attractive as well. He wants them to play on the front foot, and I. So I, I you know, I just bring it up because now he, he's been on a banner now. So yeah. you know, it's like well, you know. Here's another way of thinking about it: is if okay, if you look through the history of TFC managers. If they had showed up during the Lai Wiki, do you think any of them would have done any better? Like, do you think Mo Johnson, if Mo Johnson had no, shown up with Lai no, Wiki, what about no. Carver? I think what Carver, about Winter? I think Carver probably would have, you know, out of the, the, the others, probably would have maybe done a bit more. Um, I think Laiwiki walked in, saw Nielsen, and was like, nope. Like, basically so kicked him to the curb right away. I think he saw a lot. Winter would have been terrifying with those sort of resources. Like, God knows who would be, what would be going on with that team. 
So I mean, I, like, I actually didn't mind Ryan Nelson because he. I think he suffered from a lot of like late game collapses. We like did. me and some buddies call it like the wombat shit, <laughs> and that, and that's someone like a typo on our, our chat kind of football chat group. That it was, it's a wombat shit. We kind of turned it into, and he suffered through a lot of that, you know, and and so just just I like to punt it out there yeah. just for the point of yeah. discussion. Well, that, that, I hated Ryan Nelson. <laughs> really? We were talking to the stands. I was like, 2013 was was probably a, was a terrible year. Like, that was an awful... I just... That season was just so... I think that was the birth of the goal you're talking about. You know what I mean? Like, Ryan yeah. Nelson was the guy who, who was like, this is the style we're going to play. Well, guy. because he had he had Defoe, right? Yeah. And so you, you could kick it... Like, he was the, he was the pre... Seba, and you could kick it up to Defoe, and he'd kind of make a move, get himself an opportunity to score. So yeah, I don't know. Something about him. I won't, I won't. Yeah, let's leave it at that. Um, I don't know if there's anything else we want to cover, Alex. I feel like you're a resource we could tap into some for, for some gossip, but I don't know how how much we want to. How how's life in the South End? Uh life. It's actually what I would say is sitting in. I sat in one ten last week. Um, because that's a friend of mine got me a ticket there and uh, I came over to 105 for the second half of this game and it's definitely different being in the chaos versus outside watching the chaos sure yeah and so um, where am I at at this point I think I like both but um, the south end's good I, I, I honestly I, I think you know you, you can show up I think now we're at the point where you can show up and the South End's rocking, and everyone's having a good time, you know. And, you know, I, I think that's the kind of standard that TFC is at right now. Yeah. Um, and, I, you know, I, I don't have any complaints. Like, the only game I left extremely upset was the Colorado game, but that had nothing to really do with TFC. I was, I was wanting to, like, you know, whittle something out of the seat and, like, <laughs> shank the referee because it was just so, yeah. Oh, yeah. so ridiculous. Yeah. I've never seen that before, and I've never seen a referee just allow it to happen. You know, like, and, and at that time, Colorado knew, and everyone around me was like, you know, I was waiting for people to jump the railing. It would be they were so angry, so... Yeah, definitely different vibes, but I think that's what the stadium provides too. Is is that's the good thing is that you know if you want to jump and sing for ninety minutes, you have a place. Or if you want to just chill and watch the game, and and there was some really good banter in your section. I I, I had a lot. I had a great time over there. So yeah, I um, would say that I would, I would say that like where we where we are, it's great. We have a great view of everything. But I mean, we we get fed by the South End for sure. Oh, like yeah. You feel that energy build and everyone contributes and we have some guys at the top of 105 who try to get things going too. Um, but then there's a mix and it's like, yeah, there's there's a group of people that are in my section or like my spot that have been a couple rows back and you like wave hi to people that some of them I don't know their names but it's like, you know, you, you know we're all face. in it together yeah. and it's like when we've had great moments we're all going over the rows and giving each other high five. It's, it's, a, it's a great mix. You know what I mean? That Like that's... Yeah, like you're saying, like you can. That's available. Well, it's that it's that like community, right? And you know, I think I often end up in 114. I'm I'm not I'm not a member of an Ebriati or anything, but I I consider myself, I guess, a sympathizer. Yeah, basically, yeah. at this I point, think, like a lot funny. of those a lot of those I think guys. That's are, a good way to put it, and I uh, think that's what we're like too. On this yeah, point. like a lot of those guys. I know a lot of the guys in the group, and they I kind of consider them some of them, not all of them, because there's a lot of new faces there that they've brought in. But a lot of them, like they're kind of my house spawn from yeah. back from back. <laughs> when I was, you know, back in the days when I was kind of a little more active. And they, I think they do, I think they do great stuff, man. I think, uh, 
you know they they just bring energy and it's it, it, there's just one it's it's 100 miles an hour yeah. for 90 minutes and, and and I think you have to respect that right I you think may like, not want to be in the same yeah, section zone yeah okay. but you have to I think at least on this podcast we've I don't know if we've said, but anyways you know we've we've watched this stadium for since 2007 and it was it was like that the passion was gone at one point mm-hmm. no question about it and you have to really take a look at that 114 and say and they fought actually they fought really hard too and and i think you know they were that kind of upstream kind of you know it was heading in the opposite direction and and at times it was kind of you know you might as well have just kind of let's let's kind of go back to ground zero and start over again whereas they said no we're and they they kept on pushing and i think and they didn't i mean they didn't do that when the team got good they were doing that they were doing it when the team was was bad it was awful and they were like we're this is what we're gonna do and we're we're gonna support the team this way, da 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 da. Yeah. And then, I mean, in the last calendar year, I mean, this this going to BMO has just been it's been, it's been night, a blast. It's, it's been really? oh man, it's unbelievable. This is night and day compared to, you know, MLS Cup aside. This is just a different place now. It's incredible. Yeah. Well, and and the team has a lot to do with that too because I think you know even today when you're kind of they look. You know, they look slightly flat at times or that final ball's not there. Like, you have this confidence or faith that, you know, even if the, if Portland scored, I that didn't matter to me. Like, yeah. they were going to yeah. continue to chug along and, and they, have that, they have a certain way they play. And, and I think we, we've, whereas we would, you know, you'd be kind of like cringing at the la- like the TFC time the se- yeah. 75 oh, yeah. minutes and on yeah. and you'd be like you'd be holding on to like whatever was around that's you because the best, that's they- become the best part that's the best time of the game for us yeah. now that's it's, the it, it, it's, yeah. You know, it's gone from one, one opposite to the other and I think yeah I think so it, the whole experience is, is, is much improved yeah. so I think that's a great I like to leave the podcast on a positive. Sometimes I know, like, we're doing this pod, and it's like, we might have won or something, and I have something shitty to complain about. <laughs> so I'm going to leave it at this, because it's, it's, you know, we're, we're all feeling pretty good. And, hey, like, I know sometimes the podcast is, is you know, there's, there are things, sometimes there's criticisms or critiques we can go over, and we don't always do it. But um, I think the overriding message, and I think we touched on this, is especially like with you on the podcast. You know, we, you and I go back to that first game. Yeah. And Alex and I, I know your history with the with the team and and being in the same all that stuff, um, is really just to you know, like I said, we not take these kind of days for granted, and maybe lean a little bit more on the just enjoying it. Enjoy next, every minute. And every yeah. Because we could pick apart the goal that we that got scored against us, but it's like you know what. Let's we we acknowledge yeah. it, but let's let's enjoy that, that game. Could have been like six or seven to two. Yeah, right? yeah. like the way it was going, and yeah, and you know. So on that, Simon Bruin. Yeah, thanks. It was great to see you. Thank and you. This is really cool that yeah. this all worked. This was out. a lot of fun. Thanks, guys. If anyone wants to find you on Twitter, uh, I think I'm Simon underscore Bruin B R U Y N. Uh, I have no idea why you'd want to find me on Twitter though. You got, you got stuff to say. You, Simon's. I mean, you're in California and you're following Canada soccer as much as anyone yeah, who lives in definitely. Canada. So yeah, yeah. So there is. It is. If someone wants to talk about Toronto FC or the C, upcoming Canadian Premier League, reach out. You're interested in that, Alex? Are you? Yeah, you're on. Tw- Wait, I'm are not you, on Twitter. You're on Twitter. You're not I do that. Facebook and Instagram. And and. <laughs> well, what's your Instagram then? Uh, Al A L uh, underscore M O. Instagram doesn't have handles quite as smooth, do no. they? Right? Like, no, I just can't handle the noise of Twitter. It's too much. Hey, there's. 
Toronto FC posted the video on of the Greg father, so they'll take credit for that, and then put a slap a ban on the South End probably next week. Yeah, <laughs> two weeks when yeah. something goes wrong, they'll promote the shit out of it, and then they'll ban you guys. Um, sorry, did you, did you want to throw anything else out there? Anyone else? Everyone. Anyways, as I ramble myself out of this podcast, everyone knows I'm at Clark Arno, or you can tweet at Red Nation Online. Uh, email info or have your say at RedNationOnline.ca. Uh, we get we get emails sometimes, believe it or not, and it's uh, I will respond to all of them. Sometimes mention your name on the podcast. Well, that's how I that's how we got to know each other. Is I, I I sent an email in and we kind of talked and yeah you know, and hung out and had beers. And, and I forgot there was a game this there. weekend. And this uh, Marcus who listens to the podcast was like, "Hey, I'm at the stadium. I would have bought you a beer." Shit. Well, <laughs> if I'd known that ahead of time, I would have been there. Um, another guy who just you know who just writes in and was like, "Who's the third guy?" There was a guy. Justin or Jay or something like that he used to write into. Anyways, so send an email. All right, we'll, we'll correspond and maybe we'll watch a game together at the Football Factory. Um, so again, guys, a uh, 4-1 win. Next weekend at Chicago, we should be good for that. I think I'm going to watch that game so the next week's podcast will come out. And uh, we'll leave it on that note. Great win. Great podcast. Thanks a lot, guys, for coming. Thanks a lot for listening. We'll catch you guys next time. you to get involved reach out to us on twitter at red nation online or by email at info or have your say at rednationonline.ca get in touch with us let us know how you thought the team did agree disagree it doesn't matter also check out our other podcasts on red nation online from the black hole ours is the fury and our interview series thanks for listening and we'll catch you guys next time